Hey, beer nerds. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2016. Recording from Louisville, Kentucky, as, as always. Many breweries down and, and many more to go, except for today. I don't have a brewery representative uh, with me today, but rather I, I have a representative of Beer Law with me today. Uh, I, am, I will be joined by Candace Moon Esquire from the Craft Beer Attorney located in San Diego, California. Uh, what, I, what she does, I believe, is to be really unique uh, and vital to the industry. So while she doesn't actually uh, have a brewery of her own, I think she is responsible for um, building breweries herself. Uh, there's a lot of red tape out there, a lot of regulation. Um, so if you're a new brewery uh, and, and you don't really know what kind of you know contract laws, trademark trademark laws, um, things like that, somebody like Candace Moon may be somebody you want to have on your side. Um, that being said, she's uh, practicing in California right now, so if you're in another state, you might have to find your own. Um, but that being said, that doesn't mean that she doesn't have a a network of, of attorneys that she'd like to build, and, and we'll get into more of that later in the interview. Um, as a reminder, um, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the podcast yet on iTunes, I highly suggest you do so. Um, not only will you learn more about breweries and, and things like that, but you'll learn more about the industry as a whole, much like today when I have the craft uh, the craft beer attorney on with me. Uh, if you want to uh, tweet me at MolarMD and give me more suggestions for breweries, or maybe if you are a brewery and you think you have an interesting story to share, I'd love to help you share it. Uh, feel free to tweet me again, MolarMD. All right, we're going to be changing things up a little bit here. I am joined by what I assume to be in Sunday, sunny San Diego, the craft beer attorney, Candace Moon. Candace, what are you up to today? Uh, actually looking at a cloudy sky. Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Oh, uh, well. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on and taking the time to, to talk to me today. I know it's a little bit different. Um, generally, you know, I, I spend my time uh, speaking to, to brewery founders and brewmasters, um, but this is a little bit different. But at the same time, I feel like you play an integral part uh, in the building of breweries, so that's why I wanted to have you on. Um, so before we get into your firm, though, a little bit, uh, could, could you just give us kind of a background on yourself and, what, and how you kind of came to this epiphany of what you do now? out to California, to San Diego, to go to law school, uh, planning to get into entertainment law, and I ended up working at a pretty well-known craft beer bar in town called Hamilton's, um, and worked there all through law school, so I got to know a, a lot of people in the industry, graduated from law school, and realized that I didn't, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be a lawyer, but <laughs> I had some <laughs> kind of bad experiences, so I kept bartending, and then, um, one day I was at an event and met a wine lawyer and it kind of just clicked with me that I knew a bunch of brewers and I didn't know anyone that was truly focusing on their industry. Um, and so I decided that I was going to be a beer lawyer. And so I, um, you know, got some education on the, the legal side of all the areas that I was going to need to be familiar with. So business law, I already knew trademark law really well. Um, that was kind of where my focus in law school was. Um, contract law, and then alcohol regulations. And then I went to my first craft brewers conference, which was out in Chicago. I think it was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And 
was like, you know, it, I was just overwhelmed. It was so amazing, and everyone I met was so awesome, and just further um, kind of cemented the idea that these were people I'd really like to work with and really like to help build their businesses. And so I'm like, I, I guess I can be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always about it's always about trying to find your niche. So I mean, so you're doing things like contracts, trademarks. Um, so you're practicing beer law, but it, but you really you're you're marketing yourself towards craft brewers and, and trying to help build the industry up uh, from people who may not know how to otherwise. Is that right? Exactly. So and and in the meantime, we've even added as my firm has as, well as my practice grew and I was able and, and really needed to bring on more people. We've added more services. So we do business formations, contract reviews, lease reviews, um, trademarks, employment law. Um, all really, I mean, we are focused on helping the craft beer industry. I mean, I do have a few clients and other, I have a few distillers. I have a, probably a large number that are friends of breweries. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. my friend said I needed to call you. <laughs> but 85% of our clients are craft breweries. Um, most of them small. You know, I have a, a couple of larger San Diego ones. But for the most part, um, you know, people who are looking to, to start a new business and you know, may have had some business experience, but hadn't owned a business before. So it, it's funny because there, there ends up being a lot of business consulting that goes into it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the story I hear from uh, like time and time again are, are these these owners that you know they start out home brewing, and, and they always say that home brewing is the easy part. It's actually starting the business and, and getting all the paperwork. That's that's the hard part. It's definitely intimidating and overwhelming. There's just so much you have to know as a business owner. And it's funny because at least two of uh, two of my clients that I know pretty well who are wonderful brewers that started their own breweries often complain that they don't get to brew anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> that they spend all their time running the business. Yeah. And it really is true. I mean, it's a full-time job. And there's so many things you have to know and be aware of um, that, you know, I'm not sure how people really do manage to do sometimes as much as they, they put on their plates. Sure. Now, now you're California-based. Does that mean that you only represent California clients and, and breweries? Uh, what it means is that um, we're licensed in California. I actually just got licensed in Colorado, but I haven't really done anything with that yet. Um, trademarks are federal law, so we do trademarks nationwide. We do TCB consulting nationwide, but virtually everything else that a brewery needs is very state-specific, and the laws are very different in every state especially when you get into the alcohol regulations and then when you get into employment law, that is hugely different. Um, so for those areas, we're only in California. But um, over the last, you know, seven, eight years, as I've been growing my practice, there are other similar attorneys um, that have been popping up in uh, some of the other states. So we actually just recently formed uh, a coalition Ooh, cool. basically, of craft beer attorneys. Because basically the idea being to find someone in every state who is really focused on their local craft beer industry and that's involved with the local guild, that's doing presentations, that's giving out information, educating the industry, um, and those kind of things. And so we're actually going to try and work together and share some of our, um, some of the presentations that we've done um, and really put together some information that can really educate people in other states. So, for example, I have a great presentation on California's, you know, state alcohol regulation. Sure. So someone else can kind of take the same presentation and then just change the law. 
like, okay, this is the same quality as this, oh, let me, this is how it works here, you know, kind of plug in their state's law, and, you know, really kind of help each other help the industry as a whole. Because it is, it's a little, it's frustrating on my part, because I do speak at CBC, I do a lot of national things, so I get calls from all over the country, and I really hate when I don't have someone to refer someone to. Yeah. I had a guy from Alaska call, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know anyone <laughs> in Alaska. And, I, and I, I still don't, unfortunately, but someday, someone in Alaska, some lawyer in Alaska is going to be like, I want to do this. <laughs> Well, so how, so how many states would you say have have a similar kind similar kind of practice as yours that you know you could refer somebody to? There are probably about ten or fifteen states that I have that I know someone personally that I've met through the years at CBC at various events that I would be very comfortable referring people to. Then there's probably another thirty. 35 states that I know of someone who does it. I just don't know them personally. Um, and then there's just a random handful of states I don't know anyone. Like sure. Alaska, for example. <laughs> so. All right, well, well, I, I'm recording from, from Kentucky. Do you know anybody in Kentucky that you would refer us to? Not from my head, but I, I, Kentucky would fall into that 35. Okay. So no one I know personally, but I definitely know there are people there practicing. Excellent. Okay. Now, uh, going going back to you know California and, and your your practice specifically, um, how many clients would you say that you have, and, and how many attorneys are on your staff that are covering those clients? Um, we. Ha- it's funny that you ask because I, I literally updated our client list this morning. So, in terms of breweries that call us when they need us, so people who we may not have talked to in a year, but like could call next week. There's about 250 breweries that uh, I guess have us, I don't know about speed dial, but have our number. Um, There's probably 60 to 75 that we work with on a very regular basis. Um, Just because they're either getting started, so that first year or two, there's a ton of work that needs to be done. And then you can kind of coast for a while, not need much, a trademark here and there. And then, you know, when you get to expansion mode or they get ready to start distributing, you know, so there's certain time points where like, oh, yeah, we have a lot more work to do now. <laughs> okay. Um, and I have, actually, at the moment, there I have three attorneys plus myself, but in two weeks, we'll have a fourth attorney. Excellent. Which I'm very, very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to cut down on, on your workload significantly, I, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know, so I- it doesn't seem to be slowing down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair enough. I guess it's, I guess there's a bit of a boom, if you, if you haven't noticed. Um, so let's say, you know, without getting too much into it, I, I guess, but what, what exactly are you looking for in, in an attorney that can work for you for the craft beer attorney? I mean, is it do they have to necessarily have like an extensive beer knowledge or, okay, you're pretty good at trademark law, you're pretty good at, at contract law, um, what, 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 what can you do for us? Is that kind of the, the situation or they do need something with beer in the background? Actually, no. It is funny because a lot of resumes I get the cover letters like I love beer, and I'm like, so do a lot of people. <laughs> um, and actually, the way I, I have set up my team is I have them specific by category. So I have a business attorney and a trademark attorney and a contract attorney uh, and an employment law attorney. And so, to some extent, um, the specialization in that area of law is is critical because it's something that when I started. I, because I was trying to do every area, I was relatively superficial in each area, referring, you know, out to someone more specialized when needed. So as a result, when I'm able to hire someone to fill a position, 
the, the depth of knowledge of that area of law is pretty key. But at the same time, I think the other piece to it is really having some experience with small businesses and knowing how the different areas of law kind of intertwine with each other. So even though, you know, my business attorney doesn't know, you know, alcohol law, um, just from having been here and from, you know, paying attention, she's realized that there are things, so for example, when you apply for a federal um, brewing, brewer's notice, mm-hmm. so for a federal license, they're going to want to know everyone, every owner of your company that has a 10% or more uh, interest. And so it's one of those things that, a, you know, a general business attorney isn't going to be aware of that, but we're able to kind of make sure that all the company documents specify that anyone owning 10% or more is going to have to get fingerprinted and be background checked oh, wow. and, and all those kind of things that you wouldn't, you're, you're just kind of regular business attorney is not necessarily going to be aware of. So it's kind of the intertwinings where they cross, but, you know, that, that actually is, is learned and that's, that's the piece that I kind of know. And I know the industry, and so if I can get attorneys to just know their area of law, and of course they all get to know the industry pretty well because that's the fun part. Yeah, know? yeah, I, ma- I imagine. So, do you get to do any uh, you know brewery visits? I mean, I've seen some of your photos online. It looks like you've done some visited some um, different places around around the country, but wasn't sure how many of those uh, you get to do. Not as much as I would like, just because of time. And I and I have a four year old, so I don't get huh. out as much anymore. Yeah. Thank God for growlers. I can't take their home. <laughs> but, um, I mean, in San Diego alone, we have like 120, we're saying 120, 125 breweries. It changes like every hour, it seems. Um, so, I mean, I haven't even been to every brewery in San Diego. Um, but I, I pretty much, I, I, I sit here in my office and, you know, answer the phone and answer emails most of the time. So, yeah. it's, it's not nearly as, as exciting as other lawyers seem to think it is. I'm like, no, it, it's still law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have really nice clients. You know, <laughs> you know the subject matter is, is, is interesting. Um, but it is, we do have a keg grader in the kitchen. That's, that's probably the oh, that, point. Oh, yeah, that, that's exciting. <laughs> I, I, I worked in workers' compensation, and they didn't have a keg grader, so. <laughs> <laughs> they probably really needed one, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I am sure. Um, so what is, what is the most you know, common kind of conflict that you all have to deal with that, you know, it's not, it's not so common to where it's easy, but still common enough to where it's, you know, kind of scratching your head. It's like, oh, not, not this again. You know, I, I think the most common issue in the industry right now from a legal perspective is trademarks. And, and it has been for the last few years, but I think with the proliferation of breweries and everyone trying to name all their beers, you're just, I, I don't want to say they're running out of names, but People aren't necessarily doing their due diligence um, and doing their research to make sure a name hasn't already been taken. So um, there's still a lot of that going on. The nice thing is, is that being the industry that it is, people are pretty willing to work together to work things out. I mean, not you know, you can't always work it out, but most of the time, I mean, if you've got two breweries with the exact same name, that's a tough one to to work out sure but, I, I think know, i recently just days. i think i just recently just yeah. read a story that, that involved new belgium and i think it was i guess snapshot and there was another brewery in texas i believe that yeah. was also calling it snapshot but i guess because new belgium wasn't distributing there there wasn't an issue is that am i am i wrong or right on that actually well that it, it's funny because that's one of the only 
piece is it actually went all the way through to the end. So, um, and, and funny, and oddly enough, and this is the, the sad thing with these trademark cases, both parties spent a ton of money on lawyers to litigate this situation to end up where, you know, from the pretty much the letter of the law, they would have, if they just agreed to go with what the law said in the beginning, that's where they would have ended up. But they both spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to find this out in the end. Oh, so, goodness. Um, the brewery in Texas had used it first, but only in Texas. New Belgium had filed for a trademark, so they, based on kind of the letter of the law, owned it everywhere except where someone else had already used it. I, I don't know, like, the ins and outs of why they couldn't agree to coexist or couldn't agree to settle or who who was kind of forcing the issue. I have no idea mm-hmm. uh, that I wasn't involved in any way. But I do know that after litigating the entire thing, the court decided that Texas, the Texas brewery, would own it in Texas, <laughs> and New Belgium would own it everywhere else. Huh. Funny how that works Which out, I guess. Which is basically <laughs> how that, yeah, it's like they both could have saved a ton of money and either started there. But I mean, that's, and that's the hard thing, though. And I, I think, especially with trademarks, people get very emotionally attached. And so it's, I don't know that people make the best business decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, you know, a really, for whatever reason, people get really attached. It's very kind of near and dear to their hearts, and it's hard to t- take that step back and, and make that business decision. But really the key is just to do as much research as you can before you choose a name and, and really make sure that, that no one else has the same name out there on the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I was speaking to uh, Foolproof out in, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And, and basically, right before they opened, maybe maybe two weeks before they opened their brewery, uh, they were going by hijinks. And um, mm-hmm. that, that's, a pl- that's the name that they had planned on opening with. And, you know, they, they found out that, okay, we don't have any problems right now, but we did just realize that there's another hijinks brewery floating out around here. So let's just go ahead and change our name just so we don't have to deal with anything. Yep. That is the smartest. I mean, the earlier you can change anything, the better. And it's just not worth going down that road. I mean, as much as you might love a name, as much as you might be attached to it, I, it's rarely worth the money that you're going to spend on a trademark lawsuit. Now, we don't, and, and my office, we don't litigate. So I, I don't sue people. Um, we try and mediate, you know, things sometimes. But um, I just, it is funny because I had another lawyer tell me once, he's like, that's where the money is. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just... Yeah, I prefer to be happy and help people and maybe not make as much money than to deal with the stress and the, you know, just kind of the angst of, of litigation. Because it's, it's not fun. No matter what side of it you're on, it is, ugh. It's a very, very <laughs> stressful area. So, um, again, another reason I love this industry is people, there's, I think in my seven or eight years, I've only had one client actually file a lawsuit. Um, so... Was you know where it was just, and, and that one was where the other side just wasn't even willing to talk. Oh, okay. What what is like, um? It's, it's because sometimes you do have to file things just to like get the other party to the table. You know, then you might not agree, but at least you know if you can have the conversation. You know, it gives you some idea of where things are going. But sure. What 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 is the most unique case that your your firm has taken on personally? You know, I, I will tell you, I think some of the employment law questions are, are probably some of the more unique. Um, oh, I, well, actually, you know what, I will say, I did get one question recently, and we actually had to call the feds to figure this out, but wanted to know what it would take to be able to put breast milk in a beer. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we had one employment issue where I guess an employee had had made some special quote special brownies and left them in the uh, 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 cooler, and another employee accidentally ate one, and mm-hmm. they worked out how to handle that. <laughs> I assume that you can't use breast milk and beer, right? Um, actually, you would just have to get it FDA approved. Interesting. But I think the paperwork and the nightmare of it is probably overwhelms the whole, you know, idea of putting it in there. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine what Rogue went through to do the, the beard yeast beer. Like, oh, I, yeah. I can't imagine that was easy. Yeah. Way back when. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's I'm seriously, I'm like, I don't want to drink that. Like, it just isn't. It doesn't sound appealing to me. No. <laughs> no. But like you said, sometimes people get an idea in their mind and it becomes a kind of their baby and to give it up, they just can't even fathom it. So s- since okay. s- since embarking on, on this on this journey of, you know, like beer nerdum, ha- have you started doing home brewing at all? I mean, have you have you learned more about the industry on that side? You know, I have not. And it's funny because I, I always kind of joke that I have so much good beer to drink, why would I ever need to make my own? <laughs> I like that answer. Actually, that, that's good. What, <laughs> have, what what have what have you learned about the industry though that you that you weren't really expecting to learn, or you didn't just expect at all? Um, I, you know what? And, and it's funny because it's kind of the same topic we were talking about. I, it never occurred to me when I first started that people named every single beer and trademarked all those names. Mm. Like I figured people would just trademark their you know their brewery name and the overall brand not the individual beer names. And I feel like in some ways uh, the trademark office has this racket going. <laughs> you know, like, I can't even believe how much money they probably make. Um, and because it's not just breweries, wineries and spirits. Everyone is naming every individual product and trademarking it. Um, which, I mean, to some extent you have to do if you want to prevent someone else from using it on product. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I always think of just the whole Avery Russian River Salvation mm-hmm. situation, and if two beers have the same name, I'm just gonna call it its full name. I'm just gonna call it Russian River Salvation or Avery Salvation, you know, so to differentiate, um, you know, and, and and avoid confusion. Yeah, so especially I, especially I if they're local or regional. I mean, it shouldn't, you know, if if you're gonna talk about an Alaskan beer that's probably only you know distributing within Alaska. You're not going to mm-hmm. be talking about some beer done in, in, you know, or up in Vermont. I mean, you just probably right. Won't. Well, the weird thing there is, though, is that even though even the tiny breweries that don't plan on distributing nationwide all go to GABF and they go to World Beer Cup, yeah. and then they're like, wait a second, <laughs> you know, it's like Hill Farmstead was like number one brewery yeah. a couple of years ago, and they don't distribute outside of Vermont. At least they didn't. I don't believe. No, you're right. Um, they don't. And so it's like. So even if you're not going to be that that nationally distributed brand, they all want to be a nationally known brand. It's like Pliny the Elder, you know, you can't get that everywhere, but everyone does seems to know about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, so we we, talk, we talked a little bit about it already that you you know you're California based and you you only really I mean you got you have your uh, license in Colorado, but you you co-authored a book um, called Brew Law 101. Um, mm-hmm. How, how exactly was that experience for you? You know, it, it's actually been very rewarding. And the, the funny thing is, is the reason we wrote the book was 
basically because I found I kept having the exact same conversation over and over and over again with new breweries. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just became this like, why don't we just write it down? <laughs> we can just give it to people and then we don't have to say it again and again. And I mean, it definitely was a much more daunting project than, than when first discussed. And I think it took us a good two years to, to, to really finalize it all. Um, but it, it's been great. I mean, it's been, the feedback has been wonderful. Unfortunately, as with any book that has legal stuff in it, it's already out of date. Um, but we're uh, always posting updates on the website. So, um, you know, if someone bought it a year ago, then go on the website and print off anything that's changed since they bought the book. Um, but I, I think it's been really, really helpful to people because the other reason I wanted to write it is that you know, craft brewers tend to be very do-it-yourselfers, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hire anyone, and they don't want to spend the money. They want to spend the money on tanks and hops, not on lawyers. Um, and so they try to do a lot of this stuff anyway, and it was one of those things where, like, well, if we can at least give them some guidance on here, here's what you can do yourself, and here's what you really shouldn't do yourself because you're just going to get yourself in trouble if you're not careful. And so hopefully, we, you know, we've really helped people avoid some of the bigger potential issues out there. Um, one of the biggest ones I think a lot of people have done incorrectly, and again, it, it only matters if someone comes back to sue you or someone comes kind of after you in the long run. Like, if, if no one ever tries to sue you, it, it doesn't really matter that you did something wrong in terms of, like, your paperwork. But, sure. like, a lot of people do securities wrong. So they, you know, they take money for ownership in their company, but then there's a ton of paperwork that goes into that, and there are a lot of regulations you have to follow to be able to take someone's money for ownership. And people just don't realize that. They're like, well, but I, you know, I, I gave them a piece of that company. What, what are you talking about? And I think that's an area that a lot of people, and, and you never know. I mean, the road still could get, you know, in trouble for, like, especially at some point, some, I mean, I have to think some of these breweries are going to fail. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can succeed. And that's where, you know, some disgruntled investor is, you know, going to be like, well, I want my money back. You lost my money. I'm going to sue you because you didn't do it correctly. Um, so, sure. again, trying to help people prevent those type of things happening, um, at least as much as possible. Um, so, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. It was daunting, but it's definitely been rewarding. And the funny thing is, though, it's like, I think we've barely broken even. But that literally, like, which is perfect, actually. I mean, sure, I, I would not turn down profit, obviously, but, right. I, you know, to, to be able to have done it and put out what I think was a really nice product as well um, and, and, and not lose, you know, on it was just, it was, it was cool. I, I, and, I, I obviously, I, I really haven't, you know, read it or anything, um, but how, how exactly is it laid out? I mean, do, are there, like, case briefs in it? I mean, you say Brew Law 101. Is, is oh, it... God. Okay. No, there are no case briefs. Okay. <laughs> this is written for average consumer. This is not written for lawyers. I actually feel bad it's... for lawyers who bought it because... I, wa- I wanted to clear that like up. Any... Yes. It, it's very much written for basically the person who wants to open a brewery. And it's basic steps, you know, from forming a business, raising capital, finding a location doing your licensing, being compliant with um, alcohol regulations, some basic intellectual property law about trademarks and basic employment law. Um, And then at the end of each chapter, we put in checklists. So, you know, make sure you did this and this and this and this. And then also between each chapter, we went to um, 
our California clients and said, you know, if, you, if there was something you could tell a startup brewery, um, what would it be based on your experience? And those were actually really, that was probably the, the most fun part, um, just hearing those stories and, and putting those in. And, and I will tell you that the number one piece of advice that everyone says is raise more money than you think you need. <laughs> <laughs> like easily, that was the most common piece of advice. Everything costs more than you think it does. Yeah. Um, well, I, you, so, but, so you have yeah, the uh, well, you have that California edition out. Do you have plans for other state specific versions, or you're or are you going to leave that up to you know the the other attorneys that are kind of starting their own thing? You know what? It's a little bit of both. So our idea is to partner with attorneys in other states to do their state's version. So basically, take the format and the federal law. <laughs> At least, and actually, the federal law doesn't change nearly as much as the state law. So, right. so to take the base of what we've done, anything that stays the same, the same, and then kind of make the you know Georgia version. Okay, so um, so it's a template. Yes, to some extent. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I I'm I'm excited for uh, for the rest of those to come out. Um, in, any day now, I'm cer- I'm certain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, we need to find some attorneys who want to do it. That's the hardest part. <laughs> I got you. Well, I'll be on the lookout here in Kentucky. Um, I, I, and I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, sure. How, how fun are your uh, is your firm's Christmas party exactly? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like you all would have a good time. You know, you know, funny thing is. We, you know, we just did a holiday luncheon this year. We actually did a firm retreat. We went to Mammoth for a weekend. That was probably the the, the high point. Uh, lots of really good beer. Lots of good beer. I mean, you, have, you, have, a keg, you have a kegerator, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you know what? I buy most of my beer. Very few people give me beer. So, And I'm not complaining because you know what? They pay their bills, and I can't ask for more than that, but. Yeah. In the very beginning, I did tell people, like, I will work for beer, and no one ever took me up on it. <laughs> I mean, you, you are the craft beer attorney. I mean, you, you'll you'll work on their trademark cases in exchange for beer. I mean, that would make sense. It's, it's in the name. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, but no, it's, you know, I have a great group of people. I've been very, very fortunate in the, the people I've, I've found that have been able to, to bring on the team. And, I mean, I started out doing this myself seven, eight years ago, and now there's eight of us, um, and it, it, yeah, it just keeps going, so. Well, I mean, not to take too long on this, but how long were you working by yourself? I, uh, I said the first four years, it, it was just me. Oh, good grief. But part of that was, I didn't want to take on any client who wasn't somewhat craft beer related, so... Um, in the very beginning, I took on, obviously, breweries, but I also would take on, I took on um, a local beer magazine, a local beer application company. So I did a lot of that in the beginning, because as long as it was beer-related, I, I felt good about it. Um, but to kind of come to a full-time practice, it, it definitely took a, a, a few years. And then it, it's really been like a snowball. So it's like once it became full-time, it, it just has kept growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we actually only accept breweries. Um, I won't even do kind of the related businesses just because there's too much potential for, for a conflict. I have taken on a couple of distilleries, um, mainly because I just don't know have anyone else to send them to. I've, I've, I've referred a few out to some bigger firms and, and 
they all kind of came back. Um, so it, it's not an area we're looking to grow into, but I, you know what it comes down to is I'm, I'm a sucker for people who need help. <laughs> the minute someone's like, really need your help, like, I, it's really hard for me to say no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Well, hey, uh, do you have anything going on? Does your firm have anything going on? Any news you'd like to share uh, before I let you go? Um, just about the coalition. I mean, we just got that up and going right before CBC. There's three of us who started it. Um, we've had a couple of people um, apply and been accepted already. Um, and then I, I, but there's a lot of opportunity. We, we still need, well, about 45 other states yeah. <laughs> to be covered. So if there are any attorneys who are listening who have been working with breweries and involved in the industry, we would love to uh, love to have you. And if there's breweries listening who have a great attorney, tell your attorney to, to look for us. It's, uh, just Google Craft Beer Attorney Coalition. Excellent, and I'll be on the lookout, and I'll, I'll pass the, pass the word along over here. So I uh, I really do appreciate your time. You've been awesome. I think this was a good conversation to have. So um, the craft beer attorney. Well, thanks in San for Diego. having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Have have a good week. You too. Bye.